Hey there, party people. Did you know that Encounter Party is now an official Dungeons & Dragons television show? You can find our second campaign on the Dungeons & Dragons Adventures channel, available now on Plex and Freebie. We have new episodes every Tuesday night at 9pm, and the show is available on demand next day on Plex. For links and to learn more, head on over to our website at EncounterParty.com. Now, please enjoy this episode of Campaign 1 of Encounter Party. Warning, this episode features very strong language and depictions of graphic violence. Listener discretion is advised. Last time on Encounter Party! A startling secret rocks the world of Ravnica. The Guild Pact is a living person able to step between dimensions. The Planeswalker may provide insight to the Merit Lage mystery, if only they can find his library. Can our players navigate the Rubble Belt and find the Keeper of the Tomb? Find out this week on Encounter Party! So with a big, white, toothy smile, Tajik, the blade of the Boros Legion, steps out from an alcove, signifying that perhaps he is uh, frequenting the Tesa Karlov Manor a little bit more frequently than perhaps we suggested. And the fact that he's been eavesdropping on your conversation could be troubling, could be good, but it seems that their allegiance is a little bit tighter than anyone possibly could have suspected. I am not suggesting a romantic entanglement, but it seems quite clear that Tessa is very adamant about her her goals in overthrowing the Ghost Council. So, uh, Tajik in his glistening armor that he seemingly never takes off kind of approaches you guys, and Fakara gets a little, (laughs) he's here again. And uh, with the confidence of a man who is seemingly invincible, he lets you know, uh, I see that you have in need of heading out to gruel territory. Uh, I can help you with that. There is uh, a Boros outpost that we use for monitoring gruel activity. I can get you out there. Okay. Your help would be most appreciated. Are you coming with us? Uh, no. My duties are here and I think I've had enough uh, gruel combat for a lifetime. Oh, right. However, um... I should specify, this uh, outpost is in need of another delivery of ordinances that I will be sending out with the explosive expert of mine. It is in the thick of crew territory, so if you are looking to get up close and personal with a few berserkers, I promise you, you will have no problem. We're aware that the Gruul clans frequently fight over territory. Do you know which of them happen to be active in the area surrounding the outpost at present? Yes, uh, it seems that the Zerta clan has been a little bit more active than the other ones. Uh, I know that, uh, you know, Borborigmos and his Burning Tree clan have usually been the ones on top, but they are surprisingly dormant at the moment. Um, The Zerta clan are very prideful group of people who tend to, eh, they keep spouting something about the old ways. I'm not really sure. Um, but I do know that there has been uh, a lot of friction between the Zerta and the Gore clans at this particular time. Lord Zach is satisfied with this answer. 
<laughs> like a little pop up at the bottom of your frame. Yeah. Or Zatch. Or Zatch. We'll remember this. <laughs> uh, so. These savages deal in blood and destruction. Is there any use in conversing with them? Is there anything that we could offer them that they would actually want? Yes. You could tear down the walls of Ravnica and let trees bloom everywhere. Hmm. They're not infantile. They're just very angry all the time. But then again, so are many of my soldiers. Xenia nods sagely as if this information is incredibly important to what she's about to do. <laughs> um, I should specify one more difficulty. Uh, yesterday we talked about the Warmind Initiative, my young little Izzet friend. Um, because activity with the Gruul has been so high, you will need to take a particular armored transport out there, uh, something that we have commissioned from the Izzet years ago, and, uh, well, it's going to need your assistance to pilot it out there, so I hope you remember whatever sort of scientific studies you would have known by now. Maybe. Great. A solid maybe is better than most of my mornings. What is it? Ha! Do you see what I did there, though? Oh, that was... Oh, mm, no. Mm, yes. <laughs> it works on a lot of levels. Yes. All right. I... <laughs> Um, yeah. God damn. Uh, yeah, so it, it, it will be some sort of museum mechanical thing, is what he tells you, that you guys will you guys will take it out there. Excellent. So, yes, does anybody need to make any preparations before we head out into the rubble belt? So Lauren goes to Tessa and um, speaks to her quietly. Grand Envoy, is there anything that you would like me to keep in mind as I embark on this journey? Yes. And she kind of just, that answer is absolutely enough. Sloran nods and goes about his preparations. So it's more of an affirmation of the question that you were asking quietly. Is that still apropos? Yes. You guys start to uh, gather yourself to to sort of prepare to head out. And uh, you get sort of a weird, awkward wave from Slubnik the Thrall as he's just sort of like... <laughs> I'm going to wave excitedly because this is super cool. So Lauren puts Fakara's hands down. Don't encourage him. Um, so uh, just a quick education about your penance horn that Tajik offers you before you out because we haven't quite solidified what this is. Right. Um, I have had some discussions with the people uptown and apparently that horn uh, belongs to the penance of an angel named Razel. Oh. So once every three days you can summon Razel and ask her to perform a task. Okay. The severity of the task has different values towards paying off her penance. So the more difficult of a thing you ask of her to perform, the quicker her penance will be paid. Okay. We will deal with stats when it's required, but she counts as a berserker. <laughs> awesome. Also, Tajik walks forward to you with a clink, clink, clink of his shining armor. And he reaches over to your breastplate where your rank insignia is. And he just draws an extra line and just says, I have a feeling they're going to need some instruction when they get there. Thank you, sir. We'll deal with that in a moment. Fire fists. We'll deal with that in a moment. Okay. Anybody need anything else? Maybe a water and a fainting couch? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. 
supplies. So let, let me be very clear from a DM here. You are about to head out into the wilds. You are expected to go to a Boros fort. Um, however, you will be trekking out into places where there are no hotels. There are no places to like be safe. There are wild encounters. So you guys may want to take a moment to converse with yourselves and determine how many feet of rope you want to bring. All the feet. You guys follow Tajik up into Sunholm, around, get to see the full might of the Legion as soldiers are just everywhere in the collective that is the fist of Ravnica. Uh, but unfortunately, you don't stay there super long. Uh, I will say that they give you an extra three days of rations just in case anything happens on the way to the fort. Wink, wink. And um, you guys have now whatever gear that you have currently in your possession. You're led uh, over to what looks to be sort of a stables transport area. And you see this strange metallic, almost like crustacean sitting awkwardly with two cars. And it's like uh, it's like a bug, like a metal bug in the sense that it has sort of, uh, you know, um, arthropodic legs no wheels, but it's certainly something that crawls along the ground and it is armored. And you are you are educated on the fact that this is this is a, a, a museum transport, armored transport that was uh, part of a, a collective agreement that Tajik was involved with with the is it to try and develop war machines and stuff like that. So it, it's a it was a way to transport soldiers safely, and he seems to suggest that you might need this to get out to where you're going. Okay. It has two cars, um, so you will have to kind of split the party between yourself and the two cars. We will be relying on Landry to make it work. Yeah! Thumbs up. <laughs> it's going to be great. Thumbs up. And uh, you also realize that there are two other people coming with you. Uh, already geared up and waiting by the transport are two characters. One is a smallish, gruff-looking goblin smoking like all the time. And you can see fuses and powder bottles and stuff kind of hanging off him all the time. And he's got a real, real gruff, how you doing, kind of voice to him. He goes, I'm ready to go when everyone else is ready to go. Puff, right. puff, 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 puff. His name is Widget. He's a demolitions expert and an ordinance expert for the Boros. And he instructs everybody to know that he's going to be riding in the back car. And it's only going to be able to fit him and one other person because the back car is full of... Uh, Explosives? Ordinances. So like mortars and things to be shot. Mm. Okay. And uh, he doesn't really seem to take notice, but the 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 other person who's a woman in shining, pristinely clean white armor sees you, Fakara, and immediately stands and salutes. And she says, Master Sergeant, I'm ready to go. All hey. right. Congratulations. You're now a Master Sergeant. Yeah. Field promotion. Very good. <laughs> so uh, let's much take, much let's deserved. Take, let's take a quick moment. And address that before you guys head out. You guys can sort of deliberate about where you're going to be. And I will let Fakara know what her newfound renowned. Um, That's a pretty big jump, isn't it? Well, your private first class corporal is comparative to that. Right. So you would go first class to sergeant, but you've been given 
you've been given top rank within the sergeant. There's multiple levels within right. the sergeant. There's like E5, E7, that sort of thing. Right, right. So you've been given, for some reason, Tajik has decided that you will go straight to the top level of sergeant rank. Okay, so cool. you are now master sergeant. I like that. Uh, Lorzach has no real problem sitting in the back car with Widget, if necessary. Okay. Yeah, no, I think that's parents. a good idea, because if anything goes to hell, you have healing. Also, Xenia would like to keep the noob where she can see him, so in the front car with her. Okay. <laughs> he I was okay like, who that. are you talking about? I was like, oh, uh, yeah. So just quick, the, the woman's name is Delania. Uh, and she is a frontline medic, so she herself is is also a healer. Oh, great. Yeah. Fantastic, yeah. fantastic. Um, yeah, but the last time we had a frontline medic, that dude uh <laughs> That one died. Yes. Um well that was a little bit of a special situation. It's like the drummer from Spinal Tap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a front car, back car situation with yeah. the front car also having the, the pilot seat. Yes, yes. Okay. Zenia will have to be in the front. Mm -hmm. Got it. Um are there any kind of uh, and considering the fact that Fakara is now the highest ranking off member of the Boros in this particular group, she will most likely also need to be in front. Okay. Um, are there any kind of crow's nests or anything like that? Or gunning no. Uh, turrets? So the, the top of these things are armored, so they have sort of a carapace shell over the top of them that okay. can be opened into sort of an open carriage type situation. Um, but ah, it's so like a rolling Miller Park. Yeah, they're, they're, it's kind of like it's kind of like a metallic millipede almost. Okay, that's a very specific reference. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Okay, so um, Fakara. Yes. As a sergeant, you are now rank one, renowned within the Boros Legion. Okay. Okay, you have the equivalent of three renown, which makes you rank one. At this rank, you gain some authority over lower-ranking soldiers. Okay. You can undertake a mission on the guild's behalf that requires military strength, and then you can marshal 1d4 soldiers um, as long as you are operating in the name of the guild. You will start to earn a salary that's enough to maintain a modest lifestyle. Okay. And you, there's some other quarter stuff that you don't have at this exact moment because you're not stationed where you are. Although I imagine Captain Farland's going to be in for a bit of a surprise. Oh, I The day you return back to work and be like, I get a private room now, bitch. He's like, what's up, boss? <laughs> what's up? Still my superior, <laughs> sir. <laughs> sir. <laughs> um, but you do have, um, basically, you will earn more money. And you will have the ability to marshal 1d4 soldiers um, in particular situations because the Boros are everywhere. Okay. Cool. Are we ready to go? We are yes. ready. So just to be clear, Lorzach and Widget are going to be in the back. And um, Delani and everyone else is going to be in the front car. Correct? Yes. Sure. Great. Right. Um, <clears throat> Xenia feeling very prideful about her newfound position, uh, puffs up her chest and shines her buttons and gets ready to, uh, <laughs> what she thinks uh, is leading the party. She gets ready to do what she thinks is leading the party as opposed to simply driving the vehicle. Sure. She thinks that she is now in charge. In many ways, you are leading the party. <laughs> well, yeah, physically for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and we're proud of you for it. Thank you. Yeah. She's so proud. As Xenia gets ready to pilot the vehicle, Saloran gets in the very back seat of the car 
And while wearing his full plate, his face invisible, you can hear light snoring starting. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> That's good to know. We're so going to be it's one, one of those guys that falls asleep in a car. <laughs> right away. Yeah, drop him down. Just an immediate. Otherwise, he'll get uh, motion sickness. Mm, fair enough. It's a really awkward character choice to make for this combat. (laughs) (laughs) This is a combat? Yep. Uh, (laughs) Ned, when I tell you to put your minis on the table in formation, it's not really a secret. Nope, I just designed this super cool transport for us to just ride in. Okay, so you guys head out, driving north from Sunholm. Well, maybe driving. Uh, Xenia, I need an intelligence check to see how well you operate... You are from the College of Storms and Electricity, not from uh, Metallurgy, so. True, but Xenia is absolutely entranced by the buttons. The concept of time (laughs) has passed. She's just staring. The the wheels that could be plates. (laughs) Everybody's waiting. It's completely silent. It's all like lever based, so you're just like. (laughs) (laughs) Just pressing and pushing things. Here we go. Uh Uh-oh. That's a nine. So it's clunky, <laughs> which means progress is slow. So it's this sort of lurching, like, <laughs> it's very jerky. It's very uncomfortable. We all saw Wild Wild West. Yep, we all saw Wild Wild West. But unfortunately, for the length of your journey, you will suffer disadvantage on all constitution checks because you pretty much might just throw up all the time. Oh. <laughs> Zania does not know how to drive stick. (laughs) No, for real. She probably doesn't know how to drive at all. She did sort of like partially crash her gyro (laughs) Crashed a plane. Yeah, crashed a plane, left the key rune in the plane. (laughs) I left the keys keys in my (laughs) copter. All right. Zania, it was just turbulence. You were piloting just fine. It was like a pretty clear day. I mean, it was totally turbulent. Okay. I'm alive <laughs> and you're all still alive. So I think I'm doing just fine. I'm pretty sure one of your companions died. Oh, well, right. <laughs> okay. Uh, not her fault. Um, so you guys go clunking through the city. And as you crawl north of Sunhome, you start to realize that suddenly the buildings around you become vacant, empty, disheveled hovels. And then suddenly the buildings are broken. And then as you continue to crawl north, they just sort of are rubble. Um, And you slowly make your way outside of the city proper of Ravnica into the area that's known as the Rubble Belt. Now, I want to make something pretty clear about this in that all of Ravnica is a city. So even the Rubble Belt, although it is wild territory, there are still concrete bases pillars lining the countryside, dilapidated neighborhoods. There is still buildings and urban environments everywhere, but it is very much overtaken by the wilds. So there are groves and forests and hills and rolling areas, but it is not a complete wilderness landscape. You will still see half-buried faces from giant statues and the crumbled ruins of a church over here somewhere. So a lot of cover, a lot of stone, but still very much a city, even though you were in the wilds. And you crawl slowly northward, and you have a bit of a private moment between yourselves, 
if anybody needs to discuss anything, if anybody needs to prepare anything. Can the two cars talk back and forth? No. Got it. I think the car just kind of realizes, takes a moment and just kind of assesses all the things she missed while she was a statue and just, I missed my sister's birthday. She's never going to let me forget that. I feel so awful. I just imagine that you were like in the front seat going, Master Sergeant Fakara Ordroon. Right. Yeah, that's you. Master <laughs> Sergeant Fakara Ordroon. <laughs> just repeating it over and over and over again until it feels like it makes sense. Right. Because that's probably what I did when I joined yeah. the Boros Legion. I was like, Private Fakara Ordroon, first class. And just repeated it until I like remembered. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like freaking out about it. I'm probably like randomly shining my pauldrons and stuff like that and just making sure everything's great. And just, I miss this sister's birthday though. It's going to be awful. She's never going to let me forget it. Once I get back, it's just going to be, you missed my birthday. I'll be like, well, it's kind of a statue. She's still going to be like, not an excuse. It's going to be terrible. Lorzat just sharing a smoke with Widget in the back. <laughs> Xenia takes up the chant of Master <laughs> Sergeant Fakara Ordru. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, in, in the back cabin, Widget has got some, probably some undercity rot farm tobacco or something like that. Like it's L- Lord Zatch has a pipe. In yeah, his yeah, yeah. Cabin. Like it's, it's clearly something he got from your neck of the woods. And uh, he's, he's just sort of a gruff. He is old for a goblin. Yeah. Ooh. 40. Um, latter 30s easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he He's old for a goblin Boros Legionnaire. <laughs> <laughs> he's old for a goblin Boros Legionnaire who's into explosives. <laughs> the fact that he's in one piece and alive is probably a testament to his ability. No missing fingers. Nope. No. Yeah. Nope. Just a couple of wrinkles no missing fidget no missing fingers none of that stuff he's uh the the casual calm collectedness of a goblin who's way past the time that he was allotted on this earth lorzach feels pretty confident about his choice of seating yeah and enjoys a quiet ride <laughs> and a nice pipe of undercity smoking weed yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but it is uh it is like there is also, I think, with anyone other than you, there's the nervousness that he's in a cabin full of ordinances and probably has some explosives strapped yeah. onto his bandolier, and, and he's just and smoking, is smoking. Away. Yeah, but yeah. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> what can go wrong? Perix hates this. Hey, when you need, hey, hey, when you need a light of fuse, uh, you need a light of fuse. I smoke him if you've got him. Yeah, I, I, I got it. Don't worry about it. No, Perix hasn't been we in ain't water blow up a promise. since Darius Vane. Yeah. He hasn't been in the Simic Combine in like a month and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is currently in a metal contraption, which is his idea of a nightmare. Right. Uh, he is off the ground in a metal contraption, right? Because it's like a buggy thing. It's You're like, yeah. Yeah, like, like scuttling like... along the ground. So this is everything Perix has ever hated, kind of in one wrapped up concept. And uh, But you are going into the Gruul territory, so there's going to be a ton of crazy monsters. There will at. be something interesting. Yeah. Currently, he's in the corner trying not to look petrified. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and now, a quick word from one of our sponsors. You know, folks, blank walls can be pretty boring. 
So why not spruce up your home or office by heading over to ukiyopop.com. They have a collection of traditional Japanese prints inspired by today's comics, games, and movies. The gallery is viewable online for free and prints are available for purchase. So head over to ukiyopop.com. That's U-K-I-Y-O-P-O-P.com. Tradition in a modern method. And now, back to the party. So you crawl along in this sort of sickening lurch that Fakara has given to you guys as you trudge your way through the rubble belt. And even through the sort of metallic clang, I at least Lorzach sort of gets the idea and that maybe Fakara through her chanting maybe stops and the soldier within her kicks in and you start to realize it's awfully quiet out here and we're very loud. And then you start to hear war drums. And the war drums get louder and louder. And then suddenly you hear the terrifying sound of a loud horn over the ridge. Ooh. I'm up. Perception check. We'll see. Everyone else hears it. He's asleep. Mm. Nope, you're not awake. <laughs> but like, that's a ten. Herrick slaps him awake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, fish. <laughs> Still a frog, but yeah, more important the, things the to worry about right now. The trout slapping dance. <laughs> okay, so um, you guys hear this terrifying horn. You have a brief moment. Uh, do I recognize the pattern of the drumming or the horn? Gruel. Uh, do you, are, are you trying to specify like which clan or whose yeah. drum it is? Yeah. Like George down the street? Do you right. have any <laughs> background in gruel education? But I have a performance. Oh, uh, okay. yes. That's a Gore clan tritone. Yes. I know it well. See, Andrew gets it. Oh, yes. That's Snar. Oh, uh, yes. Right? They're drumming in 3-4. That's indicative of the Scab Clan. That's Scab Clan. Or the Ska folks. Clan. Ooh, the Ska Clan. Oh. No. Fuck the Ska <laughs> Clan. Got there. No. Got, got there eventually, That's... ladies and gentlemen. The jokes got there. Cursed. <laughs> um, so, so uh, 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 sorry, this thing, does it have like, it, I know it has metal, is it enclosed completely? Do we have like ways of shooting out? Like, what there, are are, we... there, are, there are small windows that were meant for... Um, Defense. Yeah. Okay. That great. sort of thing. So Perix will move to one of those. Yep. How do we get out? Is it like a tank where it's above us, or are there doors on the side? So if you ever see like a, like a space shuttle, so like the the top carriage of it can be open. it can be butterflied open in, in that particular way if you choose to do so. Thank you. Okay. So you guys quickly peer out the windows to see what is making the noise, and it's sort of coming from all sides, and terrifyingly over the ridges you see a raiding party of centaurs come crashing over the hill briefly before two gruel war machines come ripping over the hills. These, like, highly mechanized, made of wood, like, rolling wheels that just have a horde of, like, bone spikes all off to the end of it that are piloted by these crazy goblins that just come rolling and turning over the hills trying to match the speed of your machine. Everybody roll initiative. So, 
You guys look over the ridge and you see this war party of centaurs and war machines bearing down on you from both sides. Now here's the thing about this particular encounter is you guys need to get to the fort. You are sitting ducks where you are. So you need to move. You must rely on Xenia to get you through this environment. So every turn she can use her bonus action to make an intelligence check to try and move the carriage forward. Based on her intelligence roll, you will move a certain number of spaces divisible by a speed of five squares based on the map. Confusing? Don't worry about it. You're an is it. You don't have to pay attention anyway. We'll take care of it. This is your current starting position. You need to get through this territory because exactly how many people are in this raiding party you don't know that are over the ridges. I now have your initiative order. Master Sergeant Fakara Ordrun. That's never gonna you may begin. stop making me smile. Okay. Uh, <laughs> are there ports from which we can fire any of these weapons? Yes, there are small artillery uh, slits within the carriage. Cool. Yes. Uh, what I will do is take Bardic Inspiration and give it to Perix. Dun, da, da, da. Master Sergeant Fakara Ordrun says, do it. Yeah. And Paris goes, fuck. Yeah, okay. This is a nightmare. <laughs> no, right, now that she's right. ranked up, her encouragement turns to just orders. Yeah. <laughs> but they're said so confidently. It's like, do it. You've got it. Fire that spell, soldier. This is not better. Parix is looking out and he's like, all right, centaurs are interesting, but like, whatever. But the, like, we are in a metal machine in the middle of like a knot. This is bad. Don't <laughs> right. like it. Okay. So Parix is going to look out the side of uh, the, the port side of the bug at the coming in centaurs and the war machine and is going to, uh, at a second level, fire Melf's acid arrow at the frontmost centaur. Yeah, that one right there. Thank yep. you, frontmost centaur. Uh, Mel's acid arrow, blam. Uh, nineteen to hit. Yes. Okay, great. So, uh, just for clarification, these centaurs are wearing like a belt. Copy. Thank you. Good to. They know. are gruel warriors, so they're not really big on foraging armor. Uh, that is going to take five, six, seven points of acid damage right now. And will also take on its next turn 2d4 more. Oh, to be continued. Okay. Xenia. Awesome. I fire firebolts at that same asshat. Disadvantage would be a 10. A 10 does not hit. Okay. Uh, for my bonus action. Intelligence check. Boom. That is 18. 18. You will move forward a certain number of spaces. Yeah, buddy. I like to think that it's just inchworming across. Yeah. Next up, Lorzach. Lorzach is going to slip one hand out the nearest window and fire off at the same centaur on the port side of the bug train. You look out and see some spells aiming towards something. So you aim outside and you see a couple of spells from your compatriots aiming toward one particular target. And in Lorzach's mental mind, he goes, I think I pick up what's going on here, but man, Xenia's driving is is inconsistent. And a skeletal <laughs> hand flies wildly off into the clouds. <laughs> you gotta you gotta aim where they're gonna be, not where they are. Uh, okay, so the centaurs uh, begin to close ranks around you. As the centaurs begin closing in around your transport, you can see that they have javelins and they start launching their javelins 
uh, at the transport. One towards the back car is gonna totally miss. Uh, another one fires in towards the general vicinity of Saloran, but will ting off the side of the armored carrier. Another one. These javelins are hurling, but you can tell that they... Fakara, what's your armor class? 18. Nope. Ting, ting. They're trying to throw in, but they're gruel, and they're starting to, you know, assess what this thing is that's rolling through their territory. Two more on the port side. Miss, and another one in the front. Ooh, Xenia, what's your armor class? 13. Ooh, okay, 22. You're going to take a quick javelin? Just a quick one. Just a light, sensible javelin. Uh, you'll take five points of damage as a javelin comes hurling through the front window and just sort of nicks you in the shoulder. However, you also notice that these centaurs are closing distance. One of them has gotten close enough to roll up on the side, and they do have rather long spears with them. So they're going to jab through the small holes that are towards the front, Zenny. They're going to get attacked one more time. Uh, Yep, that's a 21. What's your armor class? 13. Okay, so with three quarters, you get an extra five. So that's your armor class is currently 18. Oh, great. It rolls a 21. So you will take another three points of stabbing damage. Piercing, stabbing, Sana. Yeah, piercing damage. Three points of stabby damage. Stabby. Stabby, stab, stabby. Uh, mm-hmm. Saloran, you are not surprised because you got slapped. Yes. The ones, Saloran takes offense of the one that threw a javelin at him, but sees the importance of protecting Xenia. Yeah. The ones that attack Xenia, he's going to cast command at level two. They need to make a DC wisdom save of 16. For which one? The one in the front or the one that's within melee range? Both of them. Both of them do. 16. DC 16. Wisdom. Uh, the one on the far end, farther out, succeeds. The one within melee range fails. Great. So Lauren just grits its teeth and says, Crash. Oh. Uh. Shit. <laughs> okay. Uh. Okay. That's what I'm here for. So, uh, it, it does it immediately? Um, yes. And it's at your discretion as to how he crashes. So, the, uh the you 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 give this command to the centaur and in its gruel rage it looks at the carapace and feels that the best thing it should do is try and knock it off balance and so it lowers its shoulder and even though it's at a safe reach range with its spear it decides to lower its spear and put its shoulder down and just go ramming into the armored transport uh, but it quickly learns that that's like a stupid idea we'll have it take some bludgeoning damage and it will fall over prone Next, the war machines come rolling in. And you don't know whether by magical or mechanical means, but they start lobbing fire mortars onto the uh, carapaces. So the first one is going to make an attack that is going to explode into the side of the carriage. Does anybody with... So the, the, the number it rolled is a 22... Does anybody with the plus five AC have an armor class above 22 in the front car? An armor class above 22? Yeah. With no. plus with, five. With the plus five three quarters. Oh, cover. plus five, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Xenia and Ned, as fire comes lurching through the windows, you will each take 10 points of fire damage. Sure. Yikes. And the other one is going to make an attack from the other side at the front of the car. Does anyone have above a 23 armor class with the plus five? Uh, 23, exact. 23, uh, Tygos the attacker. Okay. So everybody except for Saloran, 
Uh, I'm going to cast shield on this one. Okay, totally fine. So everyone besides Saloran is going to take nine points of fire damage as these things come rolling through. And me, because I will cast shield to put me above the, the bump. Yes, I'm there. Gotcha. I'm on it. So at the very, very end, after seeing how much damage Xenia is taking and after like freaking out because she's driving the thing, Delania behind you will just reach out with some uh, with some healing. Yes. Get it, Delania. And she will heal you for 15 points. Get it, Delania. She seems rather skilled as a frontline medic. Thank you, Delania. Uh, don't stop driving, please. She's very sing-songy in battle. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna survive. We're gonna survive. I believe That's we're gonna survive. That's a great character choice for like a frontline fighter. Yeah. <laughs> in like, a, like a film. <laughs> in the trenches. Like, don't oh my God, up, we're going. Up. Oh, run, 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 run. Bums, 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 bums. Bums, bums, bums. Okay. So top of the order for Kara. Um, Alvicious Mockery, the one that is on my right. Okay. And yeah, just be like, wait, why are you even trying to do this? Like, you're not even very good at it. Where, do you see how armored we are? This is not going to happen. Just stop. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what, what, what life you, choices are you making? What are you doing? Uh, wisdom saving 14. 14. You're killing your father. <laughs> yeah. oh, nope, a four. <laughs> All right, cool. So they definitely get... They will take six psychic damage. Yeah, the gruel are very easily... Uh, um, the gruel are very easily insulted, seemingly. Um, I will also go ahead and do bardic inspiration on... Did I give you bardic inspiration? You did. Okay, you got bardic inspiration. I have a bardic inspiration as well. Okay. But she can use it for driving. Right, so I will bardic inspiration. Yeah, because I think the one that I give you... I haven't given you one this combat yet. No, but I... That's a great question. Does inspiration expire? Yes, 10 minutes. Fantastic, so it's gone. Thank you. You're welcome. Barracks. Okay, so now that we have a centaur who is prone and a war machine in a straight line, yes. uh, I am going to uh, fire lightning bolt at that. Okay. Uh, they must make a dexterity saving throw of 16. Oh, well, ooh. One of them's prone, so that's like not gonna happen. Uh, two. Great. And the war machine is not very dexterous. <laughs> a 10. Great. So, uh, it has a minus six to its dexterity. Yeah, I figured that was likely when you announced a war machine. So, 86 of, of damage. Yeah. 5, 8, 10, 16, 19, 25, 26 points of Oof. lightning damage. And any flammable object that isn't being worn is now on fire. Like the war machine. So the war machine <laughs> is now on fire. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if that's better. I don't know that that's better, Ned. Bar- <laughs> We're going to find out. Barreling towards you at top speed. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, Looking that one centaur will never be getting back up again. Oh, great. Cool. Dead, dead, dead. Lore's Edge. Nope. Correction. Xenia, you were up. Amazing. I cast Chill Touch at this asshat. 14? Uh, 14 hits. Yes. For 10. 10 damage. And, fingers crossed, here we go, friends. Hold on tight. Oh, that's going to be rough. 12, but plus, I can use my inspiration. True. Unless, do I have to? If Does 12 make it? The higher you roll, the farther you go. Amazing. 
13. You know, anything is a help. Xenia is just doing her best. It is a ratio number, just so you know. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. a direct count. Gotta get gotta get up there with those rolls. Um, okay, uh, their turn. So they are going to move closer so that they're right up along and they're going to do some stabity stabs. Stabity stabs. They seem to be uh, pretty focused on the front car, so we'll start with Xenia. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I just can't not roll really awesomely against you. My, they're at they're at like a disadvantage, and they rolled a 23. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you will take four points of piercing damage. Woof. Perix, you're getting attacked from the side. Okay. With a 19. <laughs> yeah, I'll block it, shield. Okay. Fikara, up front. Yes. With a 21. No, a 20. 2 we- zero. Was that the same one that I had Vicious Mockery? Yes. Because they do have disadvantage on the attack. <laughs> uh, the second roll was a 23. Oh, uh, okay. So you're... a 20. All right, So okay. your AC is whatever it is plus five because you're in three. Oh, tours. 23. 23. Miss. Tink. Cool. Saloran is an 18. Miss. Miss. Tink. Something's going to stab into the porthole. <laughs> I thought there was the a ba- character at the table named Tink for a second. Oh, no. Because it's like how you announce the next person getting attacked. Nope. Tink! No, no, no. Who is that? So a spear comes flying through the hole right next to Lorzach, but Widget is, like, short, and they don't know that he's in there. So it's just shoo, shoo, <laughs> over the top of his head. He didn't even seem bothered. He's just fidgeting with something. Fidgeting how, how, with something. How far away would you say that that centaur is? Uh, More than 10 feet. Okay. It's probably a 10-foot-wide transport yeah, period, yeah. and they have reach, so they're standing a little sure. bit far away. Okay, Saloran, um, okay, uh, you're up. Um, great. I'm going to push past Delania. Okay. Um, Saloran's going to turn and use his conquering presence. Okay. Which does what? All the characters, all the enemies that I choose will have to make a DC 16 save or be frightened. Mm. God damn you. So I was not ready for that. I'm targeting all the enemies that we haven't attacked yet. Uh, what's the range? Um, the range on that is 30 feet, I believe. Okay, so I so anything but the war machine. Anything but the war machine. So all the centaurs. Yeah. Yes. Dude, I was not ready for that. That's really smart. Crap. Uh, okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you, at, oh, well, let's. Uh, you're gonna find out what happens, ladies and gentlemen, party people. Uh, I was not ready for that. Uh, one in front of Fakara fails. The second one succeeds. The third one fails. Uh, the DC is what? 16. Fails. The one in front of Xenia critically fails. Yeah. And the one next to Perix succeeds. So, frightened means that they cannot move toward them. So, as the... God damn it. So, as the transport goes running around for one minute, yes. they can't move toward you. But they can make... A, another save at the end of their turn to get out of the frightened state. Right, but it creates space. Arr, that was so smart. Arr, that was so smart. I'm really <laughs> mad right now. Lorsatch, go. Lorsatch leans out the window and zaps the nearest uh, centaur. Fine. With chill touch. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Does an 11 hit? An 11 does not hit. All right. End of turn. Okay. So these war machines come ripping over the rubble. One of them now on fire, thanks to Perix. And boy, they are coming in hot. And you realize that while they have some ranged fire attacks, it's pretty clear that their intent is to just 
ram into this armored transport. And on either side, they just come smashing in. I need everybody to make a dexterity saving throw. I rolled a one! (laughs) The target number is 13. 14. 8. 16. Also 8. Also 8. Still a 3, though. Anyone who failed takes 21 points of bludgeoning damage. Anyone anyone who succeeded takes half damage, so 10. Except for Solorin, who takes 0 damage because of his shield ability. So you take nothing. You either take a full 21 or a half 10. Copy. How's everybody doing? Good. Alive. Okay. Halfway up. I don't Great. like this at all. No, this is ser- for, for serious. Delania will attempt to heal Xenia just a little bit more. Ooh, man, she's like, I got you, the donkin' lady. Have 17 hit points. Ugh. Nope, 13 hit points. Ah, bless you. 17 is a lot. 17 <laughs> is 13. quite a lot. 13. Yeah, you got... Please, 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 please. Delania, for a frontline medic, is certainly rather uh, frightened uh, about the scenario that's happening. Back, top of the order, Fakara. I'm going to... Does the war machine have eyes? Or something that's kind of like eyes? Like I'm a little... No, but there there are drivers. Oh, cool. There's goblins driving them. I just basically look at the drivers and I just dissonant whisper. Mm. Like, you will never win this. You will die and have no glory for your clan. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. You know how to you know how to you know, hurt. Make a gruel cry. Yeah. Uh, so that's a wisdom <laughs> save of 14. Oh, that's not gonna be good. Uh yeah, it is. A 20. Okay. He's like, yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Vikara and bonus action, Bardic Inspiration. Yeah. Full bardic inspiration again, of course. Yep. Got to get that transport moving. Let's go. Perix. All right. Uh, I am going to, now that everyone's kind of up. Just, just just, so it's clear, the one next to you is not frightened. The one directly in front of, in front of is. Solorin is not frightened as well. Yes. All of the other centaurs are frightened. I don't, uh, movement inside the transport question. Like, can I push people out of the way and move to new positions? I'm trying to get a 15-foot cone that can hit things. You... Are so you can't end a spot where people are, right? But I would say that moving those positions are, is going to require a little coordination, right? I mean, yeah, you're in a transport because oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, correction. Companions in your party who are in your way are not in your way. Copy. There is always the coordination that they can duck or you can fire an arrow around them. But you're in Dungeons and Dragons. Your party members are not obstructions. Great. So then I am going to move up to basically where Xenia is, right behind her. Right. And fire burning hands using a third level slot. Right. It's a 15 foot cone, which I don't think means I can hit all three of them in any metric. You, you can hit the, you're you're going out the port side or the starboard side? Uh, Port side. Okay. I'm trying to hit the War Machine and a Centaur because I don't think I can hit the War Machine and two. You can hit the War Machine and the Centaur that is not frightened. Great. That's what I will do. Or you can hit the War Machine and the Centaur that is frightened, but... That one's going to run away, so one let's of hit them, not One of them has to move away from you. Yeah. Okay. Burning Hands at a third level. It is a... Oh, I'm sorry. Nope. Dexterity saving throw of 16, please. War Machine has a six. Great. Centaur... As a 17. Okay, so the centaur uh, will take half damage. I'm going to spend my bardic... In- can I put bardic inspiration on damage? You cannot put bardic inspiration on damage. Yeah, okay. 
6, 12, 16, 19, 22 points of burning damage or 11 for the one that saved. Okay. So the centaur immediately catches a wave of boiling water and uh, just crumples to the ground like a western horse stunt just down and will not be getting back up again. The war machine catches a big splash of boiling water in the face and the goblin kind of scribbles in his uh, seat but is obviously a little bit more pissed off. Uh, a little bit of fire extinguishing though. You're, you're thankfully like I made a mistake. Technically Burning Hands does the same thing. The fire ignites any flammable objects. Oh, that's so, true. <laughs> <laughs> so the hot water ignites yeah, fire? Right, it's so you, oil. We'll go with it's hot oil. Right, right. So you splash water on the fire and it just makes it worse. Yeah. It's like ah, I'll put it out. No, no, no. no. It's the opposite effect. It's a grease fire. Look, yeah. it's, it's better if we don't discuss the glands that Perix has and what substances they secrete. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you just don't really want to know. And it's also, there's probably, like, pitch yeah. on the the actual, like, lashing of the war machine, so you're just sort of diluting the pitch and spreading it around. So the fire is a little bit hotter, but again, the goblin just seems to be more enraged. Man, these are cruel. You give them the bloodlust, and they just cannot come down. Okay. Uh, oh, and as, a, uh, as my bonus action, I'm going to take uh, Arcane Recovery and get back a third level slot. Sounds good. Xenia. Uh, I'd like to actually, I mean, I'd like to use my entire turn to move. Good. So Double move. Yeah. So that's a 21. Okay. So total. So the, the, you have a 21. Yeah. And then what's your second roll? My second roll is a nat one. But plus five is six, plus two is eight. So... You get a good burst, and you grab two gears, and you go, and you shove both of these gears forward, and you feel this spurt as this armored transport goes, and then perhaps the speed is a little bit too much, and you go, ah, wait, 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 and then you start jiggling gears a little bit, and you just sort of come to a crunching halt uh, a little ways away. Oh, damn. Uh, so, Lorzach, you're up again. Uh, Lorzach is going to lean a hand out the window and snap off a spell at the flaming wheel. <laughs> oh, that's so unfortunate. It's, one of those is a 20. Really bad. Uh, Disadvantage. Does a 12 hit a giant flaming wheel? It does not. <sighs> Crushing. It's not a question of whether or not you touch it. It's whether or not if you touch it enough to do damage. And also, because of the way these sort of slits are in the armor without opening up the top. You kind of have to reach your arm out and throw it slightly blind. So you're like, you're going to do my best, but it ain't doing super much. Okay, so they're up, but only one of them can come at you. The other two are just going to like hide there. And based on line of sight, they can't even really attack you. So only one of the centaurs is like brave enough to try and like come and get you guys. So Lauren, this centaur has a rough idea of where that devilish command came from that frightened the members of her clan and so she's going to run up upon you and try and stab you through the hole and is going to miss tink too far of a run um the other ones can't throw their javelins so and they can't move towards you so Saloran, you are up and there is one uh there's one technically 10 feet away from you Great. That's a little too far for me to actually hit with melee range. Yes. So I'm going it's to also kind of impossible for you to go melee outside of these slits. Ranged attacks is okay, but for you to actually get a full swing out of these holes without opening the top is not likely to happen. Um, so unless you have, I would say, like a two-handed weapon that can poke like a quarterstaff or a spear, without opening the top, you're not going to be able to full swing. 
You could also use a, an action to manipulate and open the top and then start swinging away. I don't think that's what anyone wants. Okay. I'm going to look over my shoulder. Can I tell how Xenia or Perex are doing? Solidly bloodied. You can ask. <laughs> you can just ask. I'm halfway down. I'm at 21 of 41. I look over my shoulder. I look at Perex and I just put my hand on him and heal him for 15 HP. Thank you. That was nice. See, we'll be friends yet. We'll Contractual obligations. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm contractually obligated. He says it every time he heals me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm contractually obligated to like you. <laughs> uh, okay, so the war machines rev up. Now that there's a little bit of space between them, they're going to come smash into the back. So Widget and Lorzach will need to make dexterity saving throws. Really don't feel good about rolling on this map. <laughs> 14. You shouldn't. Yeah, it's not serving you. A 14 is good enough. The target is 13. Oh, right. So you will take half damage. So 10, 20, 23, 31. Rounded down half damage. You will take 15 points of bludgeoning damage Ooh. as two war machines come smashing into the back of the car. Okay. I cannot make the same mistake twice. So right. at this point, um, Delania is humming to herself. Who needs healing? Who's hurt badly? <laughs> I just shoot my hand up in the air. How, how bad are we talking? Because she only gets one spell. Let her have it, because I, I have I only have down 15. I'm okay. at 60. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she quickly throws a, a tiny little healing spell at you for nine points of uh, HP. You heal for nine HP. So, Fakara, Delania with a little, <laughs> everything's fine, nothing's on fire. Well, one thing is on fire, but we're not on fire. <laughs> Take some HP. And then right as she sort of like places her hands on you to heal you, it, it, it's like a tremor. It's like a, oh, like a shake. And then you realize that the shake is not coming from her. The shake is coming from everywhere. And the car is like, uh, do, 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 Yes. I look her directly in the eye and I say, you're doing amazing. You're a good soldier and you have got this. Thank you. <laughs> and, and, but, but everybody starts to feel this shaking all around. And Lorzesh, from the back, you hear Widget, who's just been sort of doing his own thing, goes, all right, I'm ready. And he throws open the top of your carriage, and it looks like he's prepared something explosive. But he throws open the top of your carriage and turns around just in time for you to see another massive worm come ripping out of the ground a little ways back from you guys. This is a bunch of bull honky. It's chasing you. Yeah, that's not great. Not a fan. <laughs> and he's like, ah, crap. <laughs> okay, so we're back at the top of the order. Before we do anything, Fakara and Xenia, could you please make a perception check? Mainly Xenia. 11. That will be a 14. Great. So Fakara, a little ways in the distance, you can see what looks to be a solid structure. Okay. Something that looks like a fortification. We're almost there. I can see the fort from here. We've got this. You've got this, Xenia. I've got this. I've got this. I've got this. I've got this. <laughs> Master Sergeant Fakara Ordrun. Next time on Encounter Party, 
Things go from bad to worst as the gruel ranks give way to another gargantuan worm. Can our players survive another trembling encounter? And what could that be off in the distance? Find out next time on Encounter Party! Encounter Party is produced by Play Plus One and Charging Moose Media, based on the worlds of Dungeons and & Dragons and Magic the Gathering, created by Wizards of the Coast. Original campaign written by Brian David Judkins. Sound capture and original effects by Will Malones. Edits and mixing by Ned Donovan and Katie Brow. Theme song and additional music by Alexander Nakarada of Serpent Sound Studios. Additional music by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech. Special thanks to Megan Judkins and Will Malones. Perix here, with a quick message for you from the Encounter Party team. I've been modified so many times, but the next modification will be to give an auto-review to my favorite podcast on the platform of your choice. You can find your adaptation and news and updates on the show at EncounterParty.com. I also might modify myself to just automatically join the Facebook group The Encounter Party, or even give a follow to us on Twitter and Instagram at Encounter underscore Party. Why? Because Encounter Party is dope, and we are looking to interact with you more. Thanks, y'all.